Welcome back, friends, to The Iron Leader. This is a leadership podcast. I'm your host, TJ Nichols, and I'm joined here today by one of our community's greatest leaders. He is on the board of Arkansas Sheriff's Association. He was appointed by the governor uh, to the 911 board, and he's currently serving his third term as the Saline County Sheriff. Welcome, Sheriff Rodney Wright. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to get started, and... I know I want to know, and I know our viewers want to know what a typical day looks like for you. Well, first of all, there's no such thing. <laughs> um, a Monday is different than a Friday. Uh, weekends are um, a different animal in itself. Um, but I will tell you, on a Monday, you know, you get a first of all, you come in on Monday, and it's dealing with all the issues in the weekend. It might be jail overcrowding. It may be um, arrests that the media are, are wanting. I'll give you a good example. It was Thanksgiving weekend. We had, uh, as you well know, that we had a shooting on a Friday night with five people shot. And, you know, that starts at 1 o'clock in the morning for me uh, with the first phone call and going every two hours after that until uh, an arrest is made. Um, that's a typical Saturday night or Friday night. Um, Mondays are great. You get to then kind of armchair quarterback what you did all weekend and get prepared for the week. Fridays is a totally different animal in itself because that's more of winding down and hoping the weekend is not going to be um, too crazy so that you got to follow on Monday just like you had. Uh, so there's no typical day. Um, I will say, though, by having um, over 100 employees and then housing over 225 inmates on a daily basis, there's always internal issues that you deal with. It doesn't matter. Um, on Monday... Tuesday, Wednesday, they come every day. But I love my job. I love the, uh, uh, I guess, the, the challenges, different challenges that it brings. And I wouldn't do anything different. That's awesome. So we know kind of what you do for a living, kind of what that typical day looks like. Uh, tell our, our listeners what you like to do for fun. What do you do to kind of unwind and relax? I like physical fitness. Uh, I like going to the gym. That's my, that's my go-to. Put my earbuds in. Uh, listen to my music and, and work out, and that kind of relaxes me from the from the stress of the day. Um, weekends, I like to go uh, hiking. So, again, two things that um, typically are done, you know, one or two people are alone, helps me relax from, from all the pressure during the week. So, Very two, cool. two good things that a lot of people should should be doing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I like the outdoors. It's oh, just something too. different about it, you know, being out there. Um, so the podcast is called The Iron Leader. Uh, we're a leadership podcast. So in your own words, kind of describe uh, for our listeners what your take on a leader is. You know, I've always said, um, and I'll go ahead and just kind of describe who I am and what I'd, how my leadership style is. Um, I lead by example. Um, TJ, you've known me for uh, about five years now, or maybe a little longer. Um, I wear a uniform 99% of the time. Um, if someone sees me not in a uniform, they think I'm not working. Um, but I, I feel like wearing a uniform, first of all, I'm very proud of what I do and very proud of the organization that I work for. But second, I can relate better with the officers that, that work for me. They can relate better with me. Um, I can uh, arrive on scene and, and be one of them. Um, and I do that quite often, and, and which scares some. Um, but there again, it, it builds that trust. That builds that loyalty. Um, and again, I, if more people would just lead by example, it's pretty simple. It, it's so simple that 
that people will overlook it because they say they don't have time. They don't have time to go out and do this or go do that or, you know, go behind the scenes. So as far as what a, a leader is to me, a leader is someone who will lead by example. That's interesting. Do you think anybody can be a leader or do you think we're, we're predestined or do you think it's something that's acquired or what are your thoughts on that? You know, there are certain people you can look at and you can say, hey, that person was probably born to be a leader uh, because they've been a leader from a very early age. But leadership can be developed and, be, and it can be made. Um, I'm probably a good example of that. You probably wouldn't have thought that I would have ever been a leader in high school um, or even in the college. But as I went up through the ranks and earned basically my stripes through the, our organization, I became a leader. And yes, you have to look around you and learn. You have to de have that desire to be a leader, though. Um, I can tell you at an early age in law enforcement, I, I always thought, hey, one day I'm going to be that person. And by saying that and doing that, I watched the leaders that led me, and I critiqued them. Um, there are certain things that I liked about certain leaders and certain things that I didn't like. And I told myself, hey, if I ever became that person or that position, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to act like that. I'm not going to treat people like that. But I am going to do that of this person. And again, it's, it's taking the goods and bads of, of the people that are leading you and then apply them when you become that leader. That's the biggest thing is people forget about once they become that leader, they forget about the things that they didn't like, the things that they did like about the past leaders uh, because they, they, they start trying to be their, say, be their own leader. They forget the past. Yeah, Absolutely. So you said something interesting there. You said something uh, about you saw qualities in, in other leaders that obviously made a, a good impression on you, and you knew that those were the qualities that you wanted to, to, to take and, and become a leader yourself. Are there any non-negotiable leadership qualities that maybe every leader should have? You've got to be willing to take criticism, and you've got to be willing to ask people critique you and then not basically turn on them when they do um, if you you know a lot of people say well I, I can take criticism well some people can some people can't um, but you've got to be able to put yourself in a position to take that criticism and learn from it um, patience uh, there's some I don't know how many times I've, I've told people to if they want to write out a response on an email or a text after a bad situation that's fine go get a Coke before you hit the send button, yeah. you know, think uh, it over, think <laughs> it over, go get a Coke, come back. And if you still want to hit send, okay. But uh, I guarantee you nine times out of 10, they delete them. But so patience, uh, you have to have patience, whether it be with your employees, um, people at home, you know, I've had to learn that over the years because I didn't always have it. As, as far as patience goes, um, is that something, would you say the difficulty in, in learning patience? I know like discipline goes into that a lot. Uh, what do you do or what have you done to, to really build? Because I know like, you know, being on the streets and, and, and working some difficult situations, you've got to be patient, you know, with, with who you're doing with uh, and, and go into a call that, that may be difficult. Uh, you've got to have those patience. And so what are, what are some secrets and advice that you'd have for the listeners as far as like acquiring patience? Wow. Um, you know, I think patience comes with 
maturity and uh, in age as you get older you become more patient because you become more knowledgeable of what what's actually going on um, you know and that goes back as far as when when I was a rookie officer going to different scenes I had no idea what was going on with these people and I couldn't relate because I was too young to know um, money issues or household problems um, you know and so it was as I got older, um, and I always say to people when they when they're dealing with people with kids, you have kids, no, then you don't understand, <laughs> um, and that's so true about so many things in life. Um, but if you'll just take clues from the from the older people around you to help you um, make that decision or take their guidance, because again, patience to me it's a learned. I mean, you've got to learn to, to have patience. It, no one wakes up and is patient with either their kids or their coworkers or yeah. or the person that's they getting their food and you're in the drive through. You know, you've got to learn patience. Absolutely. So, would you say that that leadership is internal or, or external, or maybe a combination of both, and why? Um, it's definitely a, a combination of both. You know, um, external. I believe that you can you can lead by your examples, the way you the way you come to work, the way you you approach every person in the hallway on your way into work. Um, you know, I, I tell myself, speak, speak, speak to, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you don't wake up in the best of moods. You know, it, there's days you have bad days, but that doesn't mean that you, when you walk into work, you you basically force your bad day onto someone else. Right. Um, and it's amazing how when you walk into work and, you, and you're concentrating on making contact with people and just doing the simple things and the easy things and the little things by just saying hi, makes your day a better day. As it goes along, right. um, internal. You know, I, I think when you, at the end of the day, you really do got to look in the mirror, a lot of times, and figure out what kind of supervisor and leader you are. Um, no matter how many classes you go to, how many seminars you go to, um, it's easy for you to point around the room to tell, that's that type of leader. That guy's that type of leader. Um, but if you can't look inside, look in inside yourself and figure out which one you are. You're the, you're the guy who's going to be, everyone's going to be pointing at you saying, he's that type of leader, and you don't have a clue. Um, so, again, ask people. Right. Um, you might get your feelings hurt. Yeah. I've gotten mine hurt plenty of times. Absolutely. But you just got to ask people and have them be honest with you. Right. It so, only hurt for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> just for a little bit. <laughs> so this next one uh, is... It's probably a big one for me. Uh, it's actually a question submitted by one of our listeners, um, and I think it's a, a great one for you to answer. Um, but it's, what is the difference between a leader and a person of authority? Well, I think, obviously, a, a leader is going to be somebody who can um, motivate people to do things. Motivate people to do things... Um, as a group or or just if you can motivate someone to do something without mandating it or ordering them um, I think that's our goal in anything and I, I tell people all the time it's not about the message that you have to deliver it's delivery it's the presentation if you can master that uh, you can master being a good manager and leader you don't have to have that authority the, the authority is a title, whatever title you may hold, captain, sergeant, 
um, executive director, CEO, that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't, you shouldn't use that to get your way and to get your wheel amongst everyone. They ought to be able to listen to you, hear you. And again, it's about presentation. If you can present any message, whether it be, hey, we're not getting a raise this year, or um, you getting, everyone's getting tomorrow off, whatever it might be. If you're a good presenter, people will listen to you and follow you. Um, you don't need the, the, the rank behind you or the, that as far as authority. Um, hope that answered your question. I'm, I kind of went yeah. around the, the yeah the, Yeah, the no, that's great. Bit, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, in, in becoming a leader, becoming successful, obviously uh, the, some people think it may be an overnight success, uh, but you and I both know that it's not. Uh, to, to build on success and to become the leader that you are, you have to fail. Um, oh, and so uh, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us some of the ways that you failed and kind of tell us how those failures have shaped you as a leader. No, I think becoming a good leader, again, it's not an overnight. Um, it's not an overnight issue. It's, but I, when I became sheriff, I walked into a department that had some, some issues and some problems, um, had some good people there. Uh, they were just being led wrong, plain and simple. Um, it's about surrounding yourself with good people. You know, people say that all the time, surround yourself with good people, but a lot of times they don't. They surround themselves with people who think just like them. Um, you know, in my example, I, I went out and got people from outside of Arkansas who didn't necessarily think like Arkansans, didn't really think like Saline County people, which was good, though. I surrounded myself with, with people that are smarter than me. Um, and took that as my goals. Now, we we didn't always succeed. You know, we had our, our faults during the first five years, first couple of years, because, again, we we were going into something new that, that I mean, even though it was law enforcement, um, when you go from municipality to county, that's a, that's a big change. Um, and, some, and some of the people that I hired went from the federal government to county government. Um, so there was a few um, problems that we ran into. But as we, as a group, though, and it was as a group, we conquered a lot of those problems. And I, as far as to name one uh, in particular, gosh, there's probably so many. I don't know that I could. <laughs> yeah. um, but as a group, though, surrounding myself with such a diverse um, staff, because I had, I had a few guys who were from, who, who were at the department, which, you know, which was good because I needed that history. Uh, and, and, uh, and then I had guys that I brought in from outside that didn't know the history. So their decisions were based on this, and then we would have uh, other decisions based on some, something of the history, and it was a great combination. Yeah. Great combination. Being diverse. And, oh, my gosh, yeah. yes. That's, that's, that's the key. You know, you don't – anybody can surround themselves with, with people that are going to say yes, yes, yes. Right. I mean um, – is that what is that what anybody wants? You're not going to succeed, right? More than likely, you're going to stay status quo or even decline. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. This next question uh, is more geared towards law enforcement in, in general. Um, I know, like the past couple of years, it seems like we've been getting some bad press, some bad media on law enforcement um, in in general. What are your thoughts on that? And can you use that to 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 share with everybody, all the listeners, how they can combat negativity and, and opposition in their leadership roles? 
you know, law enforcement, like any other profession, they've got their bad apples. It doesn't matter if you're talking about doctors, lawyers, firemen, policemen, military. Um, you can find the bad examples. What's What I believe here in the last two or three years is the media has been thriving on it. And, and whether it be social media or news outlets, um, it seems like it's more and more about how do we capture the audience in the first two seconds. And so... Um, they put out that blurb of law enforcement did this, law enforcement did that. Um, and I wish it would be more as a police officer or a deputy or a did this, because it's not law enforcement. I mean, that would that's like me saying all firemen, all doctors, all whatever are bad because of one. That's, but the media will put it out as general and broad because, again, it sounds better. Right. So that's like if I if I go to McDonald's and they get my order wrong and I'm like, oh, I, I hate McDonald's. McDonald's yeah. is awful. Well, if McDonald's was awful, would it be the, you know, billion dollar business that it is today? No, yeah. um, they, they're doing things right. Um, it just so happened that that one person working that one day got my order wrong. Um, exactly. And that's, that's a reflection on that person. Uh, but not necessarily McDonald's, but it's much easier for me to be like, oh, McDonald's, yeah. you know, like, ah, yeah. I hate McDonald's, you well, know. So. And, and it's easier for them to to, to put out um, McDonald's serves bad food versus, right? you know, or McDonald's um, um, is a, is got terrible drive-through service, yeah. you know. So the media hops it all up. Um, and again, I wish they would, concentrate on the individual versus the whole, but that doesn't sell papers. Right. Um, but I will say that um, we have excellent support in our community in the state of Arkansas. Um, we lost one. We lost a fellow brother uh, Saturday night in Fayetteville who was basically executed in his patrol car out behind the department um, waiting for his partner. And, you know, that brings the, the community together. But it's a shame that it takes a fallen officer yeah. to, to do that. Um, and, again, when, when one of us does bad, it's one. Of, it's one. It's right. that person. Yeah. Um, and I wish more people would concentrate on that. Yeah, and, and also, like, it seems like they're concentrating on the things that happen negatively instead of, you know, the things that happen positively. To go back to the restaurant analogy, uh, if you go to, to a restaurant and they get your order wrong, um, then you're more likely to uh, call the manager over and say, hey, this is wrong. Maybe they're going to comp your meal, you know, to, to make up for it. Um, but if you go to a restaurant and have excellent service, um, you're not as likely to, to call the manager over to the table and say, yeah, hey, exactly. we had excellent service. Um, and so uh, it's almost like that. The good, the good deeds that are happening in law enforcement aren't necessarily hitting the media. Um, they're not reaching the masses. Um, it doesn't sell papers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, that, um, and that's horrible to say. Yeah. But, you know, good, good deeds are boring to folks. Yep. For the most part. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, well, what is one piece of advice that, 
you would give our listeners? If you, if, I know you've, you've got a lot of experience, and so you probably have a lot of advice behind it as well, but if you could narrow it to, to one thing, what is something that, that is of high importance that you would give our listeners um, to take away from this podcast episode? Figure out what your leadership style is. And that's a lot of self, self-examination. But figure out what it is and try to improve on it. I will tell you that for me, um, I like to lead by example. And if anything, work on your delivery. Um, I tell people all the time, a good leader is a good presenter. And if you can present something in a way that people will follow you, then you get, it doesn't matter what the, the message is. Um, because if you're a bad presenter, you're a bad delivery person, it could be the most important message in the world and you could be the most knowledgeable person in the world. They don't hear you. Right. You know, I've had some good people that were so smart, that knew so much, but they couldn't, they couldn't teach what they knew because they, they were terrible presenters. And, and, uh, and that go, and that's, as far as being a good leader, you've got to be able to deliver that message. What are some ways that some of our viewers and, and listeners can work on that delivery process? Uh, like you said uh, I, earlier in the podcast, maybe if we knew you in high school or, or something like that, we just taking one look at you, we, we probably wouldn't have guessed that you're going to be, you know, a community leader. Um, so what's one way that you've worked on your delivery uh, personally uh, to kind of get past that and, and share with everyone your knowledge and experience as a leader? Wow. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I, would, I would say it took probably the, the, the first 15 years or maybe even 20 years of my career to, to figure out what type of leader I was. Um, you know, some people were born to be leaders and some people had to work on it. I was one of those that had to work on it and, and work uh, year after year on being a good leader. Um, to say I'm a good leader, probably questionable by some. Um, I feel like I, do, I am. I try hard. Um, I tell people all the time, so we're, not always, we're not always correct and we're not always the best, but we try, we try so hard. Right. And as long as we always try hard and our heart's in the right place, um, it's kind of hard to go wrong. So, so where you're at with success and leadership, it's it's not an easy thing. It's, it's not, not an, an easy thing. It's not an overnight thing. No, but uh, I think if you, there's a pretty simple rule: right. treat people with respect, do what's right, um, and the rest will follow. Yeah, that's great. So there's one last question, and I like to to ask all of our our guests on the show. I like to read. I know you like to read. A lot of our listeners like to read. Um, if you could recommend one book. For, for all of our, our listeners to, to read, what would that book be? Oh, I hope this doesn't define me. But um, I like, there was a book that I, that I read several years ago that kind of pushed me toward reading more. Um, and it was called One Second After. Um, it was by William R., and I'm going to butcher this last name, but I'm going to spell it out for you, F-O-R-S-T-H-E-N. If you can pronounce it, I'd... Great, but I'm not even going to try. Uh, but one second <laughs> after is the name of the book, and it's a pretty unique book. It um, it kind of gives you the, the the second after a, a nuclear bomb went off over the over the U.S. 
not hitting the U.S., but went off went off in the atmosphere and basically caused a huge EMP, which is basically fried all electronics. And so it kind of sent, sent the U.S. back into the Stone Age. And so it, one second after, you start feeling the effect of not having um, social media, not having electricity, not having basically what we've taken for granted. Um, all that's over. So now you've got to now figure out how am I going to live and how's the world going to um, cope with not having all the luxuries of life in one second. Wow. And so it's a, it, again, it was the first book that I read of many. And um, people say, well, what are you reading? I always say, well, start out with one second after. And then if you like it, there's a plenty more that go along with it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's all the questions that we have for today. Right. Uh, thank you so much for coming and being a guest on the show. Um, if you guys have any questions for any of the leaders, any of the guests that we have on the show, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at the Iron Leader, um, just like it is on the screen back there. And uh, you can post those questions, and we'll ask uh, our leaders, and we kind of see wh who's coming up in the episodes and who we're going to uh, have on the show. Um, and we hope you guys have enjoyed, and we will see you next time. Thanks again. Thank you.